the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of God, it's good to know that our God is a God of recovery and restoration. A God who will restore the things that have been lost and are stolen from our lives, including our health. And it's even better if we let him be a God of recovery and restoration to us. He can and he will recover everything that has been lost and are stolen from us. And according to his word, which we believe to be true, he's not just capable, but he's willing and wanting to do it for me and you. So since our God is that kind of God, we ought to learn to let him be that kind of God in the lives of me and you. We ought to learn to let God be who he is, that is the God of recovery and restoration, to all of those of us who are his. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. I got good news. There's a recovery and restoration coming your way. Where substance is going to manifest in your life. Listen to what I say. Some of you used to be living in your own homes. Because you had your own place. But now you're living in somebody else's home. No longer owning your own place. But I know God of grace. That's going to open the door for you to get back your own place. Before you had your own place. But now you're renting somebody else's place. But I got good news. Pretty soon. There's a recovery and restoration coming your way. Whereas you're going to pull up to your own place on a given day. Put your own key back in your own door. Enclose your own door. Lay on your own couch. Praise God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That don't move none of y'all. Because you might have not had any of these things in the first place. So you think like recovery, that's nice because I never had it in the first place. Praise God. <laughs> you might have never had any of these things or done any of these things that I just mentioned to you. But at the same time, understand there's still a recovery and a restoration coming to you too. Because God's going to give you the chance to be able to have what you always were supposed to have. Once again, should you choose to. Turn to John chapter 10, please. God wants us to live a life of abundance. John chapter 10, let's start with verse 9. He says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And, which means a conjunction, junction, what's your function, hooking up phrases and clauses and making them run right. Which means save, it doesn't stop there. Because there's something else I want to attach to that. That's why the and is there. And shall go in and out and find pastures. Shall go in and out and find pastures. 
Well, what is that talking about? Well, you got to go to, don't turn there, but you got to, you already know it because you used to quote it, praise God. Psalms number 23, where it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Which means God wants you in a place where you do not want. Where he takes you by the green pastures that are yours to enjoy. Take you by the streams and the, and, and, and the babbling brooks that are yours to be able to enjoy. To be able to anoint your head with oil. Cause your cup to run over. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about right here. He wants you to go out in and out and have that kind of life. That's why he said in the next verse. He said, the thief come of not before the steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. That they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. Once again, that word life is the word zoe, Z-O-E, with a little snake bike on the top where the devil tried to stop it, but he couldn't stop it. Praise God. Praise God because it's still going on. He wants us to have the, the God kind of life. That's what he's talking about here. The abundant life. This is the God kind of life. This is the abundant life. That's what God wants us to be able to have. That's why he says, and that more abundantly. Why would he tell us he wants us to have that more abundantly if he doesn't want us to have abundance? Because if I'm going to keep getting abundantly, then I'm going to eventually end up with abundance. Because God wants me to have abundance. That's why he wants me to keep having it abundantly. So that it can just keep on coming to you and me. So that it can be able to pile up, stack up, praise God, and eventually, praise God, not back up. But it'll just continue to come into our life like he wants us to do. To the point that those checks that come your way won't even be needed by you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said they won't even be needed by you. Imagine the checks coming your way. You don't even need that on your day. Praise God. You're like, man, well, hey, man, you're just stacking them up. You're kind of like, you know, you're them the checks. And each one of them is a couple thousand, so many thousands. You just, and you're like, hey, man. And you had to do like they did when I was younger. When I was younger, I lived this. Praise God for a minute or two. Praise God. I remember, I remember, I remember when I was a young man. Praise God. I was. I think I was 17 years old, and, 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 and I got a job at Ford Motor Company. Praise God. 17 years old at Ford Motor Company. I was making more money than I could even count, making more money than I was even interested in counting. I wasn't even interested in money back then because my parents wasn't rich, but they, they, wasn't, they, they wasn't hurting either. Praise God. And so life was good. You know, I had a car that was paid for. I mean, clothes was paid for. You know, had more clothes than I could, they could stick at. Praise God. And, and was living good, you know, refrigerator always full. Praise God, I had a mama that could shake a pot that would cross your eyes. You know, ate good, lived good. Praise God, everything was fine. Praise God. What I need with all this money? I'm only 17 years old. Praise God. I got a call from the accounting department at my work one day. Praise God. And they said, the accounting department wants to talk to you. And I'm like, well, what they want to talk to me about? So I picked up the phone. I said, well, you know, hello, this is Rodney Pearson. How can I help you? They said, this is Rodney Pearson. I said, that's what I just said. Praise God. And they said, well, we need you to cash some of your checks. I'm like, do what? Say, I need you to cash some of your checks. You're messing up our accounting records. I said, oh, my bad. How many of them you need them cash? They said, it would be nice if you did all of them. I'm like, all right. And just, God wants you in a position where when it comes, you don't need it. You don't even bother to look at it no more. Look at your neighbor and say, it can happen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> it can happen. I wasn't even saved and I did it. So how much more than I'm in the living God? Should it be able to happen now? Father wants us to live our lives living a God kind of life. The abundant life. Father wants us to live our lives living a God kind of life and the abundant life so much that he sent his son to die so that we can have it. 
He sent his son to die so that we can have it. Because if his son never died, we'd never have it. But he sent his son to die so that we can be able to have it. That's why Jesus said, I am come that you might have life in your own abundantly. And, and, and that more abundantly. He testifying himself. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have more abundantly. And remember, he doesn't say anything other than what the father says. So therefore, the father and him are in agreement and Holy Spirit later on is going to say the same thing to do it too. Now, the Amplified Version, it puts it this way. It says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I love that. To the full till it overflows. Overflows means you you got no more room for it. But then that's what he said he would do. He said, I'll pour you out a blessing you ain't even got room enough to receive. But see, we be hearing these things, but how about having these things? Well, God is trying to tell you right now that I'm going to cause a restoration to come to you that will cause that to be able to manifest for you. Let's read it out of the Living Bible. We're alive. Let's read the Living Bible. The Living Bible renders it this way. It says, my purpose, Jesus saying, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. Now, we know he came to destroy the works of the devil. Praise God. But when he would destroy his work of the devil, one of the things that will manifest as he destroys one of the works of the devils or some of the works of the devils is that we'll have life in all its fullness. That's what God wants us to have. In all its fullness means you ain't missing none of it. You ain't missing none of it. You don't have to turn nothing down because you ain't got it. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Some of us used to have to turn stuff down because we ain't got it. Yo, man, come on. We about to go out of town. You want to go with us? Nah, not this weekend. I think I'm going to stay in. I think I'm going to. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay in. Praise God. Amen. Hey, man, we got a youth camp going. Yeah, you got youths in your youth. Well, no, I think I'm going to keep them around the city this year. You know, we got children's camp too, praise God. You got seven of them. They ought to have a good time, praise God. Well, nah, not this year. I think think we're going to do something else. We're going to maybe go to the natural caverns or something. Praise God. Hallelujah. And sit outside of it, not even go into it. Praise God, because you got to pay to go into it. So we just sit outside of it. Praise God and look at the hillside. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that, you know. Truth is, you ain't got it. Amen. So we have to pass up on some life. Amen. We got to wait for all the movies to come to Netflix. Because we're getting sticker shock at the window when we go, to, go there to see it for the first time. You be on your way, man, I'm going to see the Avengers. And then it would be like, 20 what? Netflix like a mug, baby. We're going to be waiting. <laughs> just, just ignore all the cheats and whatever they call it, spoiler alerts. Just ignore all the spoiler alerts. We'll see it when it come out. Praise God. And then if we do go, we ain't getting no popcorn. We be snuggling candy in. Come on, we be, sna- we be snuggling candy in. Y'all don't remember doing none of this, uh, do you? Snuggling candy in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of a sudden, your arms are stiff when you go to hand people stuff. Because you, you got a soda up there, praise God, and you're like, try, you trying to hold it. <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. Let me just move on. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus said, I am coming that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. My, life, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. That word fullness means filled to the brim. Well, you can't fit nothing else in. It's filled to the brim. Now, since Jesus' purpose is to give life so full that we can't fit anything else in, then if any life is lived less than that by us and or if we are not on the road or at least in the process of living this kind of life, something wrong. 
something wrong. Because he did die for you, didn't he? Blood's already been shed for you, right? Amen. And that means, and this is already rightfully ours. But it's rightfully ours theoretically. God wants to make it actually. He wants to take it from theoretically to actually. That's why I noticed that Jesus said, I came that they might have life. Might means an opportunity. But you know, opportunities can either be accepted or rejected. They can either be received or they can be missed. Where sometimes these opportunities are obtained and enjoyed and or refused and never realized by our own choices that we make. Sometimes we we choose wrong. Amen. But sometimes these opportunities are not obtained or, and, and never realized and enjoyed by us, not because of the choices we make, but for other reasons. Sometimes it don't have nothing to do with us, per se, why it is that we don't have what it is that the word of God had to say. Well, why is that then? The eighth part of this verse gives you a good reason to that. It says in, in the eighth part, the thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief did what he do. And that's steal from me and you. See, we have an adversary, brothers and sisters, that's trying to block us and stop us from stepping into what God has in store for us and being able to actually experience everything that God has in store for us. The blood's already been shed. The price has already been paid. The way has already been made. It's, it's there. It's right there in the spiritual world. He's, even though you don't see it, it's already prepared for you. That word prepared in the literal Greek means made ready. It's already there for you. It's, it's a reality already. In fact, one of the definitions of truth is spiritual reality. It's a reality already. It's the truth. That's what God has in store for us. But although it's available to us, many times it's not experienced by us because the thief gets involved in the midst of our life and steals from us the opportunity to be able to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus and the Father desire us for us to have. You know, the thief is Satan. The thief is the devil, low down dog. But good news is, is that Jesus said, I came to destroy. Destroy the works of the devil, which means I'm untying and unloosing everything that it is that he got wrapped up, tied up and kept from you, including your money that's been sabotaged. Praise God and not being received by you. Although the devil comes to steal from us what God has made available to us, he can never steal the, 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 the he can never steal our right to it. He can never steal our right to it. That right is always ours. It is rightfully ours to have it. It is rightfully ours to have it. It's already in the wheel. That makes it the real deal. It's already sitting in the wheel. The wheel don't change. So that's why he's called a thief. He's called a thief. He's a thief. He's a thief. He'd be ripping off what it is that's rightfully ours. But God said, I got a recovery and restoration that's coming to you. In such a way where that which was stolen from you is going to be returned to you. Why? Because it was your stuff. Because even if he steals our stuff, it doesn't change the fact that the stuff he stole is still our stuff. Is anybody hearing me over here? Even if it's stolen from you, it's still your stuff. I remember I was talking about, me and my wife were talking not long ago, praise God about a particular thing. And, and I remember I told about a cousin of mine, Chemo, praise God. That was his nickname. We used to call his name was Joseph. Praise God. I remember, I remember when, Ke- when Chemo was a young man. Praise God. He used to love to race cars. Praise God. He used to race cars, race motorcycles. He used to just like to go fast. Praise God. Hallelujah. And hey, get on with me, man. I'd be like, no, I ain't getting on there. You crazy. Praise God. And he was like, 
Because he would be like rolling over cars and stuff like that. And he'd be and come out, scratched all up and laughing like, ha, that was fun. You know, and I'd be like, man, you, you crazy, you know. But I remember he had this sweet Corvette that he had just bought. Sweet Corvette that he had just bought. Bought it spanking brand new, you know, from all this money that he was winning doing races and stuff like that. Well, long story short, not a, somebody else liked it too. And so they stole it. Took chemo's thing. And they couldn't find it, praise God. And so, you know, just wrote it off like I guess it, that's it, you know. I remember it was tw- close to 20 years later. 20 years later, he got a call from the police department. And they said, is this Joseph Richardson? He said, yes, it is. He said, we've located that Corvette. And said, you can come down and pick it up. He thinking like it's got to be towed up. He came back. It was in mint condition. Absolutely mint condition. He bought it for one amount. By the time he got it back, the price had quadrupled in how much that it was, it was worth at that point. And he started up. And we looked at him and said, boy, don't turn that thing over. Praise God. Do what you normally do. You know, he just said, nowhere. And he just drove it off slowly. That was the one thing he would drive slow. Everything else, he was like, mm. that was the one thing he drives slow. Why? Because it, my point is, is that even though it was stolen from him, it was always his. And once they found that thief, it was returned to him. The police couldn't find it for years. God know exactly where the thief is. And he's going to make sure you get back what's yours. Turn to Ezekiel and make it Exodus chapter 22. <laughs> Glory to the living God. You might find out some of this stuff that's on his way back is going to be worth more than it was when it was first taken from you. At least that's what the Bible teaches. I'll teach you. Exodus chapter 22. God established that the thief when found, would restore what they stole and more than what they stole. What they stole and more than what they stole. Exodus chapter 22, verse 1 says, If a man shall steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. Look at that. Five oxen for an ox. Four sheep for a sheep. Which means if he had it, killed it, or had it and sold it to somebody else and don't have it no more, he said, well, he's going to have to give up four for the one that he took or five for the one that he took. Drop down to verse four. He said, if the thief be certainly, certainly found in his hand alive, which means if he get caught red-handed, he still got it, whether it be an ox or an ass or a sheep, he shall restore double. It's almost like you hope he sell it. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God. It's better math. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> he shall get double. Which means that the person whose substance was stolen was to recover five oxen for every one ox that was stolen. And four sheep for every one sheep that was stolen. And if they were caught red-handed, they, they, then they double. Double would be recovered and restored from whatever it is that was taken from, from, from us or stolen from us. 
Now, I, I don't know about you. Now, this is just me. I don't know about you. See, I'm a practical person. All kinds of stuff was taken from me. All kinds of stuff was stolen from me. And I don't know about you, but for me, that's way too much figuring to be trying to figure out. Let me see. Which one this one worth? Four or five? Now, which one this worth? One or double? Which one this one worth? You know, I, I don't know about you. I ain't going to be trying to figure out all that. That's why I'm going to let God determine what I'm supposed to get. He knows all that was stolen from me, and he knows what's rightfully coming to me. I'm going to let him figure it out. I suggest you do the same thing, too. Don't be sitting there with your little abacus trying to figure out what it is you're supposed to get. Sliding your stuff trying to figure out, was this a, was this a fourzer or a fiveser? Or was this a onezer or a twozer? Just let God be God. Praise God. He, I trust him. Y'all trust him? Praise God. He'll make sure that we get what we're supposed to get. Hallelujah. Turn to Proverbs chapter 6. But know this. You're going to get more back than what was taken. You're going to get more back than what was stolen. In fact, way more than what was stolen. Because that get to piling up. Hallelujah. We in Proverbs chapter 6. We see here whether a thief will restore the substance of the people from whom he's stolen. Even if it's restored from the stuff that was in his own house. He going to give it up. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 30. It reads, men do not despise a thief if he, if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. So if he like snatch the, you know, um, chicken off your plate and take off running and start eating it while he's running. Don't despise him. Don't despise him. Don't, don't despise him. I mean, <laughs> Homie got problems. Praise God. I mean, he ain't supposed to be still snatching your chicken, though, praise God. But at the same time, like, don't despise him. Don't be like going off on him. Say, you low down chicken leg thief, you. No, don't, don't go all off on him like that. You know, it's, it's different. But, verse 31, but if he be found, even with chicken leg in his teeth, he shall restore sevenfold. He going to give you back a whole chicken. Praise God. <laughs> you, he took one piece of your KFC he gonna have to give you back a bucket praise God but if he be found he shall restore sevenfold I like this he shall give all the substance of his house which means that even if he had to go in his house and start pawning stuff in order to come up with enough to get you that bucket then he just going to have to lose it because that was the price he paid by taking your stuff. Because a thief is going to restore the substance of the people for whom he's stolen, even if he's restored the stuff from his own house. But as quiet as it's kept, since we're dealing with a thief in the first place, as quiet as it's kept, the stuff that's from his house is probably the stuff that was supposed to be in our house in the first place. The stuff that was in his house is probably supposed to be the stuff that was in our house in the first place. Like when they found uh, Joseph's vet. He said it was in this guy's garage. Covered over. You know, with, you know those, one of those covers to protect it. He said it was covered over and protected. Found out homie been driving it to all kind of um, uh, car shows and stuff like that. That's, what, that's why he would keep it up and keep it nice. <laughs> And so if you went in his house, you would think, man, you got a sweet car. That wasn't his car. That was somebody else's car. Just like 
Think about all these rich folk all over the world, all these rich heathens. That you, you'd be looking in magazines and looking at what they drive and be all excited about what they drive. That's not they talking about, man, they got a sweet car. That ain't they, that ain't they car. That's yours. And God's going to restore it to you. That's not they sweet house. That you'd be sitting like, dang, look at that house. That's your house. In fact, lift up one hand. Say, Lord. Lord. Send an angel. Send to protect my car. Protect my and protect my house. Until I get there. Amen. Praise God. So that they don't mess it up and vandalize it before you get there. That stuff in there is your stuff. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I know it's blessing me, and I hope it's blessing you too. Finding out that recovery and restoration is something that our God is willing and wanting to do for me and you. I'm both excited and glad to know that our God is a God of recovery and restoration. And I'm even more glad that I've learned to let him be a God of recovery and restoration in my life, including recovering and restoring my health. Man, I sure did need that at various times in my life. I hope all of you do the same thing too. He wants to and is willing to do it both for me and you. So let's let him do it for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in San Antonio or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So if you need a ride, just contact the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. So come on through. It'll be a blessing to you. I guarantee it. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.